This is Word to the Wise. I'm Shelley Best, the pastor of Redeemer's Church in Plainville, Connecticut. This is my unorthodox preaching and teaching podcast for spiritual seekers and outside-the-box changemakers. Each episode will be a Bible study or preaching moment with you in mind as we explore faith in the context of modern times. I'm glad you found us. When you connect more closely with God, it's not unusual to feel out of sorts. Today's message talks about how you can keep it together when you're feeling out of sorts. I hope it helps. Remember, if you like what you've heard, be sure to review our podcast and share it. We want our soul posse to grow. Let us bow our heads for a word of prayer, a prayer I often return to from Sir Francis Drake. Let us bow. Disturb us, Lord, when we are too well pleased with ourselves, when our dreams have come true because we have dreamed too little, when we arrive safely because we sailed too close to the shore. Disturb us, Lord, when with the abundance of things we possess, we have lost our thirst for the waters of life. Having fallen in love with life, we have ceased to dream of eternity. And in our efforts to build a new earth, we have allowed our vision of the new heaven to dim. Disturb us, Lord, to dare more boldly to venture on wider seas where storms will show your mastery. We're losing sight of land. We shall find the stars. We ask you to push back the horizons of our hopes and to push into the future in strength, courage, hope, and love. And now, O oh God, let the words of this mouth and the meditations of this heart be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Let the people of God say, Amen. Amen. Today I am excited as we begin a new journey in our church. As I was sitting in conference, the Lord dropped in my spirit these words, Step into the supernatural step into the supernatural. Tell my people to step into the supernatural. Let them discover their power for change through me. So over and over, the Lord kept speaking those words to me, step into the supernatural. So for a few weeks, we are going to be exploring this idea of stepping into the supernatural realm with our lives, that we might be of service in the kingdom and the world. So we're going to take on this challenge of stepping into the supernatural. God wants us each to be empowered and equipped to do even greater things. God wants us to understand the power of prayer, the power of our practice, and the power in each of our purposes. Step into the supernatural. 
But before we step in, God wants us to prepare for the shakeup that will come in our lives as we step into the supernatural. So turn with me, if you will, to the book of Genesis, continuing on chapter 6, verses 9 through 22. And I'll be reading from the New International Version of the scripture. Genesis chapter 6, verses 9 through 22. And it continues on. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight and was full of violence. God saw how corrupt the earth had become, for all the people on earth had become corrupted in their ways. So God said to Noah, I'm going to put an end to all people, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I am surely going to destroy both them and the earth. So make yourself an ark of cypress wood. Make rooms in it. Coat it with pitch inside and out. This is how you are to build it. The ark is to be 300 cubits long, 50 cubits wide, and 30 cubits high. Make a roof for it, leaving below the roof an opening one cubit high all around. Put a door in the side of the ark and make lower, middle, and upper decks. I'm going to bring floodwaters on the earth to destroy all life under the heavens, every creature that has the breath of life in it. Everything on earth will perish. But I will establish my covenant with you and you will enter the ark, you and your sons and your wife and your son's wives with you. You are to bring into the ark two of all living creatures, male and female, to keep them alive with you. Two of every kind of bird, of every kind of animal, of every kind of creature that moves along the ground will come to you to be kept alive. You are to take every kind of food that is to be eaten and store it away as food for you and for them. Noah did everything just as God commanded him. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. With this in mind, the title of our message this day is simply this. Keeping afloat when God rocks your boat. Keeping afloat when God rocks your boat. I have to admit that since the election of the current president, I've made a conscious effort to limit my news intake. This is so I am not immobilized by frustration and anger. My goal is to stay vigilant in prayer and not allow myself to be consumed by frustration. To hear the news, even that which leaks in through social media, through Facebook or other means of people in conversation, as I hear the news from my friends 
and my family, I hear one horror after another. People of color being shot at ordinary police stops? Elementary age children being handcuffed? An increased number of school shootings. Several mass shootings where gunmen spray large crowds of innocent people. And now we hear about thousands of children being taken from their parents with no plan to reunite the families. Without a doubt, we are seeing evil actions in our land. We are seeing corruption in our land, corruption in our nation. These are times when people of faith need to rise up and pray and advocate and speak and seek the face of God, not just complain about it, but people of faith need to be about it. God is calling us to step into the supernatural realm of God with prayer and action so we can be the change we want to see in this world. It is time for people of faith to not just talk about it. We've got to start being about it because if we aren't, who else will? We must step into the supernatural and let God use us to make a difference in this world, to make this world a better place. After all, we're better off than Noah. We have Jesus Christ. We are not alone. We have the power of Jesus Christ and his perfecting power. God does not call us to be perfect. God just calls us to be available to Jesus the Christ. So in Genesis chapter 6, verse 9, we have the story of Noah, an everyday man of the soil. And God was frustrated. He said his spirit could not deal with humans living forever. Because I guess originally God said you can just stay here forever. But then God took a look at how folks were cutting up. And God said, no, I've got to put a limit on this. You humans cannot stay here forever. I'll just give you 120 years. Then the Lord continued to look at how wicked the human race had continued to be on the earth. Folks just smelling themselves. People with hearts that are evil and the inclination of people to be evil. So God decided to wipe out the entire earth and the entire human race and all the animals and all the birds. But in 6, 8, Genesis 6 and 8, there was Noah. Something about Noah pleased God, and he found favor in the eyes of God. And Noah was a righteous and a blameless man among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. Now Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and his wife. And the earth, as we see in the text, was corrupt and full of violence. So God told Noah, I'm putting an end to it. I want you to make an art of Cyprus, and I'm bringing on a flood. But I'm going to establish a covenant with you and your sons. And you're going to enter the ark, and you and your sons and your wife and your son's wives. And I want you to bring two of every living being and bring them on the ark. So the text tells us that Noah did everything the Lord commanded him to do. 
And at the time, according to the text, Noah was 600 years old. That's really a senior citizen. Noah was 600 years old when the flood came. Noah received his calling at the age of 600. Noah and his sons Shem, Ham, and Japheth and their wives entered the ark, and the Lord shut them in the ark. And then the Lord sent the flood. First it rained for 40 days, and the ark rose and started rocking. And then the waters flooded for 150 days. And then in chapter 8, we're told that God remembered Noah, and the water drew back for 150 days. And when that happened, Noah sent out a raven to check out the land and see whether or not they could live there. And then Noah sent out a dove, and the dove came back with an olive branch in its mouth. And then Noah waited one more week, and then when Noah was 601, one year later, the water dried up, and God said it was time for them to come out of the ark and bring all the creatures with them. And once they were out of the boat, Noah built an altar to the Lord, and he worshiped the Lord and made sacrifices in that place. And God was pleased by his worship and said, Never again will I destroy the land because of humans. Even though the inclination of the human heart is evil from childhood, never again will I destroy all living creatures as I have done in the past. Then in chapter 9, God made a covenant with Noah. God blessed Noah and his sons, telling them to be fruitful and increase and fill the earth. And God put a rainbow in the sky as a sign of the covenant between God and Noah and the people that would follow, that every time the rainbow appears in the clouds, it's God remembering his covenant with the earth and that God will never destroy the earth again by a flood. Well, the old folks like to say, yeah, he won't destroy it by a flood, but it'll be a fire next time. See, God sent me by here with a message today because as you step into the supernatural and allow God to use your life, it's not always going to be easy street. You know, we're always looking for easy street, but even stepping into the supernatural and following God with your life, it's not going to be easy. You have the power of God with you. The power to change things, the power to make things better for yourself, for your family, for your community and the world. You have the power within you because of Jesus Christ. But in the midst of you allowing the supernatural to use you, you're going to feel a little shaken. You're going to feel thrown off. So look at Noah's example, and through his life example, there's some things for us to hold on to as we each strive to walk by faith and not by sight and allow God to use our lives for a greater good. Through Noah's example, we're each going to see how to stay afloat when God rocks your boat. So how many of you, as you think about your ministry and your service, can admit working for God is not easy? Living for God is not easy. 
Reprioritizing your life for God is not easy. God has a way of you feeling like you're being shaken and not stirred. You may feel like your life is coming apart when you're serving God. You may feel like the shift of commitment is going to cause you to drown, all because we each have security in the way things have always been. Many of us don't like changes. We just want to feel security and keeping things the same. But when you're serving God, God has a way of turning your comfort zone upside down. When you're called by God and God's going to use you in new ways, you can feel like your life is coming apart, like you're about to drown. But God does not want you to have your security. God wants you to trust in God. That's the whole thing. When you're serving God, you can't rely on your own way. You've got to trust in God. And the good news is unlike Noah, We're not alone. We've got Jesus with us. We just need a little help to stay afloat because God's rocking our boat. So as you step into the supernatural, I want you each to discover your power for change. And we have six key points to take a look at. Number one, first of all, Noah walked with God. The text tells us this in Genesis chapter six, verse nine that this was the account of Noah and his family. Noah was seen as a righteous man, he was blameless, and he walked faithfully with God. So the question for us, first of all, is are you walking with God? What does it mean for you to walk with God? It means that as you go on this journey and step into the supernatural, you want to be sure that God is with you every step of the way. Imagine going for a walk with a friend. We're going to go for a walk in the park. How do you stay with your friend in that walk? You keep looking to make sure they're there with you. You don't want to go too far ahead. You don't want to hold back too much. You want to make sure they're right there with you. So if you want to walk with God, you've got to constantly check in to make sure God is actually with you. You know, we can do good for a little while, and then we're like, God, you ain't moving fast enough. Let me just move things along. No, we want to continue to walk with God and make sure that God is truly ordering our steps. So point one is Noah walked with God, and as we go into this journey of stepping into the supernatural, we've each got to be sure that God is with us, and we're with God, and we're walking with God. Number two, in verse six, Chapter thir- in, in chapter 6, verse 13, we can see that Noah talked to God. 6.13, God said to Noah, I'm going to put an end to all the people, for the earth is filled with violence. God talked to Noah, and Noah talked to God. So as you look at your prayer life, it's time to make sure you're diversified. Many of us like to pray to God. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray my Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Amen. We pray when we say some words to God, but do we stop and listen to see if God wants to talk to us? So as we look at stepping into the supernatural, we want to start to build in times of prayer to God and silence where we hear from God. When's the last time you sat in silence to hear what God wanted to say to you about your life? Noah took the time to talk to God and listen 
to God. God has a message for many of us in this place if we'd only listen. Number three, Noah obeyed God in chapter 6, verse 22. It says that Noah did everything just as God commanded him. Noah was obedient. And you know, obedience is a hard thing for many of us because we don't want to obey. We don't want to follow anybody else's direction. We want to do our own thing. Hello, am I by myself? Maybe it's just me. You know, but we, 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 we have to obey the Lord. Amen. We've got to follow God's ways. There are some guidelines. Now, God does give us grace. Yes. But at some point in time, you've got to obey the Lord if you want to overcome some of these things that hold you back and you truly want to walk into the supernatural. God gave Noah specific instructions about what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. The instructions were there, and Noah's responsibility was to follow. Not when you get around to it, but when? Now. The power of now, when something drops in your spirit, and God tells you to make that call, walk to the left, do this or that, now. Don't forget it. Don't delay it. Don't procrastinate in it. Operate in the now for God, because if you don't operate in the now, God will find somebody else to take your place. So God needs people who are willing to be obedient, being available to God and obedient to what God is saying. Noah obeyed and God could work through him. Number four, Noah stuck with God. Noah was 600 years old when he got his call from God. Now, a lot of us think callings only come to young people. But I'm here to tell you that as long as you're alive, God can call you to a new mission at any time. Age is not a hindrance of your calling. So Noah stuck with God. At the age of 600, he got his call. His mission, his particular mission with God lasted over a year. That flood, that building of the ark, over a year. But Noah stuck with God. Now, this is an important point for so many of us because things will happen along the way that would call you and cause you to walk away from God. You can get tired of people. You can get tired of a room. You don't like the seat. You don't like the schedule. You don't like the music. Anything can show up to take you away from God, but that is a trick of the enemy to take you off your mission. You don't have to be perfect. Just stick with God. Noah stuck with God. And one of the things that I'm recognizing now in this season of life is that you know what? Age is not a factor. As long as you are breathing, you've got a ministry. You have a purpose in God. 600 years old, a great calling. Each one of us, there's something great that can be done through our lives that would make a difference in our lives, in our family lives, in our community life, if we just stick with God. So the message is, even in old age, God can still use you. Ministry can start at 60 and 70 and 80 and 90. God has a plan and purpose for your life. Stick with God. It might take longer than you think. And then we see in Genesis chapter 8, verse 20, Noah worshiped God for himself. And this is important because for so many of us, worship happens when we come into a service. We come to church to worship. 
We come to a conference to worship. We come into a fellowship to worship, but Noah worshiped God for himself. And some of us need to have worship experiences all by ourselves between us and the Lord. Noah worshiped God for himself. And don't you know you can worship God in the laundromat? You can worship God walking through the park. You can worship God mowing the lawn. You can worship God anywhere and everywhere. But it's about you having that relationship with God for yourself where you don't need other people. You don't need all this fancy stuff to worship God. It's about your relationship with God and your experience of worship. Noah had personal worship with God, the sky, the sun, the animals, the plants. It was just his opportunity to worship God all by himself. And so God is calling us to step into the supernatural and keep afloat as God rocks your boat. Walk with God. Listen to God. Obey God. Stick with God. And worship God and keep afloat as God rocks your boat through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to Word to the Wise, my preaching and teaching podcast. This podcast is a production of the 224 Ecospace, a place where changemakers work, create, and lead. Our engineer and sound designer is Dan Warren. I hope you will share this podcast with your friends, and please review us so others can find us. Also look for me on Facebook at Reverend Dr. Shelley Best or Word to the Wise. Thanks for listening.